Welcome to the Guys Drinking Tea Podcast. If that sounds like a casual conversation to you, then you're absolutely right. We decided to start this podcast because, frankly, we just love talking about the scriptures and exploring how they interact with our everyday lives. These are the kind of conversations we were having in the hallway anyway every week, so we decided to turn on a camera and a microphone and let you listen in. If this content's helpful to you, then we would greatly appreciate it if you leave us a review in your podcast service, hop over on YouTube, subscribe to us there, like, comment, share with friends, all of those things. Without any further ado, let's dive into another sometimes meandering conversation about the scriptures and life. The title of our podcast is increasingly a problem because we've had <laughs> ladies on our podcast, and I love that. So uh, Jessica's on the podcast. Believe it or not, she was actually on the podcast before, and mm -hmm. it was a miserable failure of technology, and it was just like, er, 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 it was all glitchy, and it was so sad. I think it was actually one of my one of the funnest conversations, too. Well, thanks. Um, so sad day but i decided i have to have jessica back on so uh for those who may be listening and don't know you very well could you just briefly introduce who you are and w what you do here at south and yeah and then we'll dive into some conversation yeah my name is jessica rest i am the director of pastoral care here at south fellowship so uh support groups financial assistance um visiting counseling any of those other duties as a sign kind of things. <laughs> nice. Well, um, so today on the on the episode, we are gonna be talking about, Alex obviously isn't here, he's on vacation again, and so thus we have the uh, the guest. And maybe you could, do you have any like recommendation on ideas of a way we could retitle this so that it actually made sen sense for every week rather than just the <laughs> weeks that Ryan, Alex and I happen to be the ones that are, are hosting? Mm. I was thinking about it this morning, I was like, oh, we could call it just like, drinking tea or humans drinking tea humans drink <laughs> people humans, drinking tea people drinking tea uh pastor tea, drinking tea tea time in the bible tea time in the bible or something i don't know it, it sounded like a great idea when we first started it tea time with jesus yeah there you go there we go well huh. all right so we might have to rebrand uh if you <laughs> like this uh well we might have to rebrand it's okay because there's only probably like 12 of you are listening anyway yep. still but um yeah we're excited to dive into the subject. So this week, we're uh, Alex preached on the idea of rest. So we're gonna talk about rest and Sabbath and that sort of thing and review some of those subject matters. Um, I thought we could talk about the uh, the rebellion of rest a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, I know that uh, you had some stuff to share about rest for yourself and those sort of things. So we're gonna just dive right in and talk about rest. But maybe before we do that, I just want to maybe address uh, why would anyone care about this subject of rest? Why why should we care? Do you have any? Mm -hmm. Why should we care? Because we need it. <laughs> um, <laughs> because in the end, if you don't care, you are forced to care one way or another. Um, we yeah, we're created human beings. Our bodies function with a need for natural physical rest and rest of other things. Um, I think you could argue things like enjoying something that's beautiful, enjoying nature, enjoying art, um, doing things with another person who 
you love dearly can be forms of rest and we all need those things we can't just function as robots without any kind of recharge even your even your phone needs to recharge (laughs) that's that's not even a example that you can use as something that needs doesn't need to keep going like you you have to plug things in um yeah so at at one point or another you're forced to care about rest whether or not you want to yeah so i yeah like there's it's wired into the very all of creation there's this like ebb and flow Mm -hmm. the sun goes down the moon comes out you sing the seasons song season on song Sunday. it just there's this ebb and flow there's this natural thing there's like winter and then springtime and summer and all these mm-hmm. things it's like it's god's like screaming to his creation you need to rest yeah and then there's In some of us out there that are like hustle culture just buckle it up burn the candle on both ends and there's almost like a pride to it and then yeah. occasionally you just nosedive and your soul and your body says nope i'm not playing that game anymore yeah. you've got to rest so and I mean, maybe this is taking the direction farther, but you talked about hustle culture and that is very much a part of culture. Like you see, you know, influencers on Instagram or people who have this business and a side business and a third business. And a full-time mom. And, and Right. <laughs> you are killing it, yeah. but probably also not super killing it um, in the way that it looks like they are. Um but you don't even have to buy into that level of it to be part of that culture. Mm. Like I What do you mean by that? Um I think you can have that same mindset in a more subtle way. So like I have a toddler um yeah. and I work part-time here and you know there are other life things that need to happen, keeping up with other people, um you know, you have to vacuum Dinner needs to happen. Um, you have to get your car's license renewed, stuff like that. Um, and even that, in the season of my life that I'm coming out of and I'm being forced to rest from right now, actually, um, that is a nonstop, busy, hustle mindset that you can fall into very quickly. Like, it's all good things, right? All like good things. feeding the family. Feeding the family. Making things sure it's that a do mess. need to happen. Yeah. You do need to take good care of your child. I do want to serve well at my job and serve the people of South well um, and be part of what God is doing in his kingdom here. Like none of that's bad. The car like legally needs to get his license renewed. That has to happen. Um but there will always be something more that you could be doing. There will always be a way that I could be better at my job or doing more at my job or serving more people at my job. Yeah. I could spend I could spend 40 hours here um, or more <laughs> and still have more to do. Yeah. Um, there are always ways that you could be a better mom. I think for women especially, there's all huge levels of pressure to be doing more and excelling at all of it. Um, and I fell into that very easily without like having Instagram or using Facebook really. Yeah. But that was still my same mindset of, I have to hustle and go and always be doing something, always be productive and rest will happen occasionally. But I also feel bad for doing it because I'm not living up to those expectations or the things I should be doing. Yeah. That culture tells me that I should be doing to be a good 
mom, wife, woman in employer, general. Employee, yeah. Yeah. So like if you've ever, if you're out there listening and you've ever felt like, okay, I've got to remember this. Oh, I, oh, I need to make sure this, or like you wake up or you, you're laying in bed and you like have to get out a notepad or something to like mm-hmm. document all the list of things or, oh, I can't forget this or I got to put that in my notes. And like, if you've just felt this like chaos in your soul, like in our world today, like uh, anxiety is on the rise, like on an unprecedented mm-hmm. rate, yeah. um, especially among younger generations, partially because our culture and our society, we have a window into everyone's life. And so we want to do all the things mm-hmm. and we, we want to do all the things at the highest possible level. Yep. And we see them all. We see them in movies. We see it on social media. We see it all. And there's like this just weight of I've got to do this and 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 this. And not only do I got to do it, I got to do all of it simultaneously. And so what we're talking really well. Yeah, really, 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 really well at eye level. Otherwise, I'm not a good fill in the blank. Great. So that's the problem. That's the challenge that our souls are facing in the world today. And I'm sure that the that Sabbath in other ways was a challenge in, in, in history and stuff. And um, we could talk about that in the scriptures as well. But like in the farming culture, like you've got to just be in the field. You've got to do it. Otherwise, mm-hmm. the crops don't produce. You've got to, you know, on and on and on. But the invitation of the way of Jesus is to stop. So maybe unpack some of what the scriptures, what, what, when, what does God offer his people that's just different than that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's fascinating to actually study it because we think of Sabbath so much as an individual command. We put it in with the Ten Commandments of like, don't kill people, don't murder people, don't worship an idol. And that we see that all as our own individual heart um, and our own individual life that it affects if we do it or don't. Um, and that's not the scope of what Sabbath is as it's actually presented in the Bible. Just looking at the Old Testament, not even getting to how Jesus does it in the New Testament. When God commands Sabbath, he commands it for us. And the Ten Commands are all also communal commands, not just individual commands. Just throwing that out there. Um, he commands it One, because he rested. He is asking us to do something that he has done himself, not asking us to try to be more than our creator, not asking us to try to continue pushing on when he is a God who has rested. Okay, so we got to pause there. there (laughs) Why? Why does God need to rest? That is a great question that I really haven't dug into. (laughs) I Um, I mean, mean, we could just sort of, mull over it like live here because I just when you said it I just had to pause for a moment because mm-hmm. part of the reason I feel like I I get the freedom to rest is because God is not resting like he's continuing to have the world spin around and I my hunch without studying this maybe some of you listeners out there <laughs> can do some more study and let us know in the comment section below but my hunch and maybe you could vet, vet this out I think it's he just did it by example mm. He said, even he I, coming and- like, he's like, uh, you're going to need to show this by, uh, I need to show you by example. And maybe he was just doing it still for on, on our behalf. Um, and uh, 
it's oh, it's this massive declaration that the that the universe isn't just about production yeah. and getting stuff done, and even God feels that way. Yeah, like some there's sometimes there's just moments where you have to un, unplug and celebrate and rest and enjoy the fruits of labor. I don't know, but that's a really <laughs> interesting question. I really haven't thought of is like, why in the world would God have to rest? I, yeah. Anyway, any other thoughts? The thing that came to mind is our God is a powerful God. He's in charge of the universe. He created the universe. He's also a gentle God. And in that moment of resting, he is expressing satisfaction with what he's created. He doesn't need to keep going and going and going and going and going. He's saying that it is good. He's resting because mm. his creation is good. Um, huh. So, I mean... We're never fully going to be able to answer why does God need to rest, and maybe He doesn't need to. Um, just more, yeah, or like, why yeah. did He choose to rest? Yeah, choose to rest, yeah. But it's it's probably not just the one answer. It's probably partly His character, partly because He knew what was coming and knew they're going to need some like reasons for doing this, and I am the ultimate reason for doing this. Um, but yeah, but yeah, that's that's the initial reason is. You rest because I rested. Yeah. Um, he also throws out there, you rest because you were slaves in Egypt and I brought you out of that. Um, and it's a recognition of God's power and provision and control. Um, other things that he commands, he commands not just the individual to rest, but he tells you, you let your whole household rest on a mm -hmm. Sabbath. It's not just Sabbath for you as a, person it's sabbath you need to let other people community. rest yeah yeah um, and you need to take care of the others that you are in charge of yeah. and let them have this experience too not make other people produce for you um he says you need to let the land rest every seven years um which i think is now accepted like farming yeah they like, culture, leave. like you lay the land fallow but instead of just making the land produce 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 food for you Every seven years, let the field do what it's going to do. In our, still harvest it. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to make it work for you. Um, he's giving them another option. Um, he tells them, keep the Sabbath as a sign for future generations of my faithfulness and my provision. Um, that it's not, again, just about you and what's happening immediately but it's going to be a sign to teach your future children and grandchildren great children about who god is what he has done um and then every 50 years they have they're supposed to have what's called the year of jubilee where people who are enslaved are set free people whose land has had to be surrendered because of poverty is returned it's this Sabbath for the world and their society. Financial, um, like debts are yeah, erased. they're wiped away. Yeah, you know, all of that stuff. Um, it's a year of freedom and restoration and reconciliation <laughs> because this is part of how God intended the community of His people to be. And every 50 years, they're supposed to, seven Sabbaths pass, seven yep. Sabbath years pass, and every 50 years, they're supposed to give, yeah, their society a Sabbath rest from mm -hmm. striving from each other and 
all and of one, those things. One of the travesties of the Old Testament, there's not really any evidence that they ever practiced that ever particular command. Or that they really did any of it. Yeah. Like, that they left the land like they're supposed to. Like, they kept the Sabbath like they're supposed yeah. to. Um, and Jeremiah, that's part of what Jeremiah talks to them about. Like, you, if you had kept the Sabbath, this could have been great. You don't keep the Sabbath. You refuse mm -hmm. to keep the Sabbath. And that's a reason why there's going to be discipline and consequences and going into exile because you've consistently neglected this command. So um, for the person who, okay, so Sabbath is a older word or mm -hmm. a, well, it's, it's a different language, but well, um, yeah. <laughs> also that. But for, for someone who's like, okay, what is what do you mean by Sabbath? Or maybe you've heard that term, and in your mind, Sabbath is going to church. So, mm -hmm. what's the difference between going to church and Sabbath? Like, is there are they the same? Are they always the same? Like, Sabbath, you have to go to church. Um, or what's scripturally what's actually going on there? I think some people associate Sabbath. Oh yeah, I go to church. I do right. Sabbath. This is different. We're saying something different when we talk about Sabbath than that. Yes. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are many wise definitions who are going to be way better than what you're going to say. Um, I would say that Sabbath is both a resting from and a resting for as commanded by God. for the good of his people to demonstrate his character and his kingdom. Okay, so resting from. So mm -hmm. let's let's talk about that. What do you mean by that? Arresting from Um, I mean he commands, you know, rest from work. That's kind of mm -hmm. the typical Sabbath command. Um So there is a, a surrendering of what you are doing on a regular basis. There there's some marker of difference, I guess. You're setting something aside mm -hmm. for the purpose of resting. Okay. But I would also say it's not just, well, then I like, I just don't, you know, go to work on Sundays um, or Mondays or whatever that might look like if you work at a church when you do work <laughs> on Sunday um, yeah, or the that. many other jobs where <laughs> people work on Sunday. Um. I would argue that it's also a resting for in what we've talked about. Sabbath isn't in scripture just, well, don't do something. It's don't do this because it shows you the love of God, the control of God, the power of God, the provision of God. And you have the chance to enter that. You have the chance to demonstrate trust in that. Um, Alex was talking about like your people can be without you for an hour. You can be without your own voice for two minutes. Yeah. Um, trusting God to be in control in those times of those things of those people so that you can engage with him and his kingdom in a, a deeper way. Yeah. And so, you're creating space for that. So when, when, when God talks about in the Old Testament, when he talks about this idea that like part of the reason you celebrate Sabbath is one, I rested, but then two, I brought you out of Egypt. What's what's going on there 
is he's basically saying you did nothing. Oh yeah. And stuff they happened. They didn't even want to go. Yeah. And stuff like happened. he I literally reached into and plucked you out and miraculously through miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle and then by the way the seas part and all mm-hmm. this stuff I moved and I need you to remember that I'm the one that makes the world go round, not you. And that's so uh that's why you're going to like not do things on a day um and it's so i think that that's one of the this one of the things that the human soul needs because if you're anything like me uh there is a tendency in all the chaos of life to start to think that if i don't exert effort everything's going to come undone Mm -hmm. if i if i don't do this you know like if i don't get the license plate figured out then i'm going to get a ticket true yeah <laughs> but uh or if i don't put in effort here and an effort here and effort here i'm going to be perceived as bad or mm-hmm. whatever but it's it's once a once a week and or occasional rhythms in various different ways to say wait a second i am not big enough to carry the weight of the universe on my shoulders mm-hmm. someone else carries that weight that is the biggest gift ever to the human heart um so like there's this passage i think that this is maybe an invitation for for some of you um it's uh oops mark 2 uh 27 jesus is talking about the sabbath and he says the sabbath was made for man not man for the sabbath and alex talked about that on sunday and i think that maybe for some of you are like oh yeah this oh now i gotta add if you're if if in your mind you're saying oh the sabbath is another thing mm-hmm. add it to the list of things i've got to get the groceries i've got to be a good husband or wife i've got to be a good employee oh oh shoot i need to also take the sabbath ah mm-hmm. uh, then maybe you're thinking about sabbath a little different wrongly but remember that jesus is saying no the sabbath is a gift mm-hmm. so how maybe for you has sabbath been a gift um, a painful one sometimes. A painful gift, yeah. <laughs> um, I will say it has felt easier to take the Sabbath and wait in seasons where I've had very clear things to rest from. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you were telling me about that. Um, yeah, like when I went to seminary, I had a, a pretty good practice of Sabbath that I got going um, because I I had some clear things to not do. I didn't do homework on Sundays. Um, I, after I got back from church, didn't do any church work on Sundays and just took that time to spend some intentional, deeper, quiet time with Jesus and do things that were restful for me, physically, emotionally, mentally, things that I enjoyed that are part of how God inspired me. And that was my Sabbath practice. And then once I graduated and didn't jump into church work right away and didn't work on Sundays and just had a regular weekend, I was kind of at a loss of, well, what? how is this different from Saturday? Like, what do I, what do, I do that would make it different? Mm. Um, which, you know, has gotten up and down since then. But um, that season of very intentional set this specific thing aside, D 
do this specific thing to be in the presence of God. Um, that was definitely a gift, especially in a very busy season where there are always things to do, like when I was in seminary. Um, right now, I uh, am in a season where just health-wise, I haven't been able to be as productive and do all the shoulds that I feel like I have been doing and have been forced to let go of those things um, ask my husband to pick up slack that I can't carry right now um, in a more I guess extended and forced Sabbath um, like like Alex's story about his right his gallbladder. his gallbladder where he's just like sitting in a He's sitting on a gurney saying, oh, okay, fine, God. Right. I will finally like, rest. Whatever. <laughs> like, again, I guess it's fine. Yeah. Um, it's not fine, but I guess I'll do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, it was like, oh, <laughs> Alex's last year, I guess this year's my turn. Yeah. <laughs> um, which, I mean, that says a lot about me and my own heart and what mm. my priorities have been that it had to get to this point for me to actually really let myself rest um i had a very similar experience when i damaged my vocal cords oh yeah yeah and i realized one i couldn't lead worship on sunday so that's like a big to-do list yeah when you're the worship pastor that's on your to-do list maybe a big deal <laughs> but the other thing i realized is how much i leverage my speech to sort of manipulate the world around me get mm -hmm. stuff done uh influence someone to do things or you name it and suddenly like this this it was almost like chopping off my arms of getting accomplishing things i literally couldn't even suggest something to someone right i literally was uh, totally silent for six weeks so i realized oh talking is a part of me getting things done and mm -hmm. so i was like extra unproductive <laughs> um so yeah, yeah same kind of thing forced rest yeah um, which is very hard and not what I prefer to be doing totally. right now. Um, not how I prefer, you know, our life to be running at this point. Um, but as hard as it is, and as much as, as I would like to be back to normal and back to having things be different, um, one, I'm learning how much I did put my identity in productivity. And hmm. um, oh, still do. It's not like I'm over that. Um, still do I'm put healed. my identity. <laughs> right. Like, um, hopefully, but yeah. Uh, still a thing. Yep. Yeah. I like being seen as a productive person who gets the stuff done fast and well and can do a whole, whole lot of things. Mm -hmm. um, but that's not where my identity is. And even when I can't do those things, um, I'm still loved. My husband still, you know, is willing to help and show me how much he loves me and that he's being a great partner. Um, and most importantly, God still sees and loves me. And my identity is in him not in what I can do for him, for everyone else, any of those things. Yeah. The basis of the to-do list and the heart behind the to-do list of 
earning what I feel like I need to have or provide to others hmm. in the world around me. Um, and the other thing, the other day I got a nudge, I, I'm going to say from the Holy Spirit, um, just thinking about this season, the super productive season before and all that I was pouring into that and what I kind of want going forward, I, I f- feel like God was saying, you were not made for that. Hmm. You weren't made to just be a producer um, and have that be your life. Like, hmm. This next season is going to be different because it has to be. Um, I'm sure it will have to be going forward. Like who knows if I'll be able to do quite the same level of stuff. Yeah. that I was able to do. But even if I am, that doesn't mean I should. And that doesn't mean I have to. And yeah. at this point, like, I don't want to. That was kind of a miserable it's season. Crushing. It's yeah. like crushing. Like you it realize was nonstop. You have... Yeah. Like, it could be nonstop and it can always be nonstop. But that's not what it could be. What I was making it is not necessarily in line with what Jesus has for me. And I need to turn from that in this season and pursue whatever he does have. So so how can you recommend our listeners um, use a practice of Sabbath to help themselves? Um, you know, right now we're talking you're telling some of your personal story about mm-hmm. how you've been forced to do some of that slowing yeah. down. Uh, how do, how can they maybe leverage a practice of Sabbath to get to the place where they can reap some of the benefits that you're reaping mm-hmm. uh, from it now without, without the, having to be forced? <laughs> the terrible issues of <laughs> yeah, exactly. health stuff, vocal cords, gallbladder. Yeah, you name it. Other stuff, yeah. <laughs> great. Our staff has great examples of being forced to take rest. Yeah. Uh, awesome, but is maybe there... we need to do an extended series <laughs> yes. for ourselves. Extend, yeah, for us, we can have our own little series just for the staff. No, um, but yeah, there. So, is there an alternative? There seems to be an invitation from the scriptures. Mm-hmm. That's an invitation into um, a practice. So, it's really practically, is that a Sunday? What's that look like? Could you maybe paint some pictures of like how someone could use a practice like this to? get to those benefits without having to be injured or medical right. or whatever. Um, I mean, there's a lot of ways that yeah. you could start practicing the Sabbath. Um, I think one of the easiest ways is to pick a day. It might be Sunday or Saturday or um, if you work on the weekend, like you would probably need to find a different day it doesn't even have to be a full day. Like if you're a stay-at-home parent and your kid has a swim class or something for two hours on a Wednesday afternoon, like you could take some of that time Mm -hmm. and use it for Sabbath. And that's okay. Um, God is so much more about the heart of our obedience than like, it has to be a 24 hour day or else you failed and didn't do it enough that mm-hmm. like that's 
great to him that you're trying and yeah. giving the little sliver of what you have. Um, and I, I do think knowing what you're resting from is helpful, even if it's just like, I'm not going to do any laundry. I'm not going, I'm going to turn my email notifications off for this hour or this afternoon. Um, I'm going to meal prep beforehand the day before because dinner is work to me or trying to find everyone in my household food is work to me. Mm -hmm. And that way I don't have to take on that work when I am trying to Sabbath. It's just done. Or we order pizza or whatever. Yeah. Like figure out what those things are that are Mm -hmm. work that you do need to set aside for a short amount of time. And then think through what does it look like, like Alex said, for you to rest in general, but also for you to rest with God. How are you not just going to have a, a time to relax? Yes, but I have think that's God so important. Be part of it. That could, like, you're going to read a little extended time of scripture. You have a prayer that you're going to go through. You have specific people you're going to pray through during your Sabbath. Um, yeah, and it's there's a difference between go, doing a Netflix binging session where mm-hmm. you watch uh, an entire season of a show. Uh, by the way, if that if you've ever done that, have you ever left that feeling really, really rested and satisfied to the soul? If you have, uh, how? Because <laughs> I've done it. Confession: I've done the binging episode thing one after another it is not sabbath so there is a kind of rest of vegging or a there's a kind of unengaged rest where i get to do whatever it is that i really want to do that's not entirely what this is um so what jessica's talking about here is like okay there's a different kind of thing whether it's taking a walk or having a great conversation with your spouse Mm -hmm. or or um setting aside some time to pray um what is it that actually awakens your soul so that at the end of that thing you're like i am more alive now than i was before i took rest so uh, and that's probably slightly different for different people depending Mm -hmm. on how you're wired and and that sort of thing so and life circumstances and yeah so for me uh one of the big ones is disc golf like i've talked about that in in the past but it's part of the point of disc golf is it's a massive waste of time. And so when I'm out on the disc golf course, uh, no one cares. Just, I mean, if I'm never going to make more money from it, the church isn't growing and becoming better. And I'm like, I'm I'm not being like an epic pastor because of disc golf. Like it's just the, the ball is not moving down the field on any of my fronts. Like I'm not all these, all these sorts of things. And yet somehow miraculously the world keeps spinning and the sun still moves through the sky and that's what i'm part of my, what my soul needs um and i tend to do a lot of praying on the disc golf course where i'm like i'll get angry at a shot and i'm like <laughs> jesus what's going on there like why do i care about this and so I, it's become this thing it's an environment that mm-hmm. helps me sabbath and so when i play disc golf that's one of the things for me so um other tips and tricks have you found what maybe what are some activities so you, you said set aside work or mm-hmm. resting from but what are some of the fours for you for me resting for 
a quiet space. Um, and time to process what God is doing in my heart and life. Mm. Um, usually like for me, that's better with a pen and paper. I can type it out on my phone or the laptop or whatever, but it feels different if I'm writing it out myself. Okay. Um, and I'm giving God the space to show me what he's doing instead of just, oh yeah, God's doing stuff. And like, it's kind of like this or kind of like this. Being, being able to articulate it and yeah, help him show me the scope. Even if it's just a small scope, the scope of what he's doing. Love that. So like Dallas Willard talks about how like the soul is the quietest member of the self. Mm -hmm. And so part of Sabbath is shutting down some of the other parts of yourself enough to say, hey, soul, what's actually going on? Now the soul is the is like also the like governing center. It's the one that like has the best pulse on your overall wholeness and health. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's not it's not gonna get up and scream at you. And so like journaling, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um it's an opportunity to be intentional and actually listen to the spirit of God and to your own soul and say, how am I actually? Yeah. Um, that's awesome. And just to piggyback off of that, if you're looking for something to do on a Sabbath, pick something that's a little slower paced that might help you engage in that way. Like go on a walk, bake some bread or something that you don't have to whip up. Like it's going to take you a little bit of time to get Maybe into Maybe gardening or yeah. Yeah. Like you, it, it's not like thou shalt not do anything with thine hands right. necessarily, like maybe some of the uh, Pharisees and Sadducees thought, you know, right. but, but it is like allowing some space. Yeah. If you're looking for something to do, try something out that will make you slow down a little bit and make, give you that space to think. Yeah. Um, a couple other thoughts. Um, we've gone uh, for a little bit, we're going to wrap it up here in just a moment. But I wanted to talk about some resources that if you're if you're really wanting to dig into this idea of Sabbath more and you're feeling bold, you can look to a guy named Walter Brueggemann. Mm-hmm. He's done some incredible material on Sabbath. There's like this four-hour lecture he did for a church on Sabbath. He's such a goofy character, but also a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant Old Testament scholar. And one of his focuses over the years has been on Sabbath and the nature of the Sabbath. It's this like really grainy video on YouTube. It's kind of hard to listen to. And I listened all four hours because it was just so rich. So, so, so rich. But one of the ideas that he talks about is um, that, uh, that the Sabbath is almost like this war cry, uh, this, um, not a war cry, what would be a better term for it? It's, it's like, uh, it's a rebellion. Mm-hmm. It's a rebellion against the system of the world. Like uh, ever since the Tower of Babel, where they're like, "We're gonna, we're gonna sort of build a tower to the king to to the skies, and we're gonna be like God," or the fall of man. Like, oh, don't you want to be like God? There's like the, humanity has this tendency to try and like create and produce and build empires of power and control and structures and systems where the few become the elite, powerful, mm-hmm. in control. And Sabbath is saying, I am not playing that game. Yeah, I refuse 
to play the game of productivity and of empire and of that sort of thing. And so it's like, it's like, I'm nope, not doing it. Just not doing it. Like, I love that image for me because I kind of have a little bit of a rebellious streak. And so it kind of helps me take Sabbath uh, to sort of think of Sabbath as like, you know, uh, I'm not going to make money today. No, I am. Everyone else thinks that that's the most important thing in the world. I am not going to do it. So or whatever it may be. Um, any other thoughts on that front from you or? About, I don't know. Sabbath just like, is resistance and yeah. offending our whole like approach to yeah the social world around us yeah after we've already gone over <laughs> probably not all right fair enough fair enough any uh, any other father, final thoughts just about sabbath in general uh i am sure i'm sure there are a lot more final thoughts about sabbath that yeah. will come later sounds good yeah well thank you all for tuning in if you have questions about this if this is if you found ways that have been helpful for you to take sabbath um then let us know in the comment section that sort of thing if you you know, we're supposed to say all the things like and subscribe and uh, give us a review on podcast um, on, on your podcast service. That really helps us get this word this word out. And I I would challenge you to try and find a way to disconnect from the expectations of the world around you and practice some Sabbath and just and then afterwards just say, all right, Lord, how did that go? Was that good for my soul? And my suspicion is, like Jesus said, you'll find out that. God made this beautiful thing uh, for you uh, and that it's a gift. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks. We'll, we'll catch you all later. Well, thanks again for listening. And we hope that that was a helpful conversation for you. We'd love to interact with you about this. So feel free to leave comments, questions, all that sort of thing. And we'll try our best to get back to you when we can. Have a great day.